0: Hey, it's Adrian. Just before we get you to this episode, do me a favor and head over to pageantlaunch.com. We are starting the world's first dedicated pageant review site to make the pageant industry safe, transparent, and fair. Three things that I know it is most of the time, but it's not like that all of the time. So head over to pageantlaunch.com, enter your email address, it's completely free, and let's get you to this episode. forgotten that it's halloween for you and i forgot my mask which i have upstairs i'm not going to go get it now i had like a masquerade mask um but look hello everyone it's Adrian from the pageant project and my special guest for today is miss hawaii usa 2021 finalist guinevere davenport hello welcome to the show
1: hiya i'm so happy to be here that was so cool with the intro and
0: woo. (laughs) Yeah, you you guys watching this, whether live or replay, you can't see. I've got little webcams uh, below that show me what Guinevere is doing, whilst you guys can't see her. And she was like rocking out to the <laughs> intro music. You're not the first person to do that. It's funny to watch. Some people are just like nervous before it gets started, and they're like really still, <laughs> like fully fully going for it. Um, but Gwyn, why don't you do do a little introduction for for yourself? So tell our viewers a little bit about.
1: Yeah, so I'm from Big Island, um, from Hawaii. I'm 25 years old. I graduated from UH Hilo um, two years ago with my degree in cell and molecular biology. I was on the pre med track. Um, I thought for the longest time I was going to become a physician. And, you know, since graduating, kind of figuring out life and just being a 20 something year old, (laughs) I realized that maybe the MD path may not be for me and there's other opportunities and there's other things that I kind of want to explore. And so some of them include modeling and basically living that like five-year-old Barbie fantasy dream, Um, being a princess every day. Before Corona, I was a princess. I was doing princess parties here and there. Um, And yeah, just, you know, just trying different things, doing aerial dance, figuring out painting again and just getting back to, who I am and just figuring out what brings me joy and hopefully that'll bring joy to others and so yeah just living life
0: <laughs> that that sounds good I I don't think the Barbie life is really only for five-year-olds anymore I, I know no. many, many people who live the Barbie life no I'm... way way into double digits at least <laughs> yeah. not five-year-olds
1: no, I think Barbie is amazing. I, I know, like, I, I when I was younger, I had this neighbor who was like, you're just a Barbie doll. And I was like, thank you so much, because Barbie is an astronaut. She's a teacher. She's a beautician. She's a supermodel. She's a teacher. She's everything. And it's just it's so amazing, and it's really cool. And it, it's kind of coming to a full circle for myself to kind of feel like, oh, wow, this is something that – I didn't realize how much it subconsciously inspired that now I'm kind of becoming mm. what that is or what I hoped that is,
0: yeah. Do you know that I've actually interviewed the real life Barbie?
1: No way!
0: In, in the UK um, or Ireland, I can't remember exactly where she was a real life Barbie, but the toy company Mattel used to hire out one person to go around to places and be the real life Barbie. So if you went up to her and asked her a question, she had to know all the all the toys or the That's occupations, amazing. all that. Yeah. Um, they don't do that anymore. They now pick individual Barbies in individual cities rather mm-hmm. than having one person and paying her to go all to the place. But she was meeting celebrities, she had to know all the Barbie trivia and all that. So yeah. That's incredible. Not, oh my I god. Know, actual real life Barbie. <laughs> I don't think I've ever started an interview with saying that I know the real life Barbie, but um can you just back up for a sec? So you're from? Hawaii, but mm-hmm. you pronounce it as Hawai'i. Yeah, so that's that's interesting to me. Can you tell me a bit more about that?
1: Yeah, so Hawai'i is traditionally, or the proper way to pronounce it, is Hawai'i because in the Hawaiian alphabet, W's are pronounced in the V sound. And so, Vai, for instance, V A I is actually water. And so, if we were thinking about Waikiki it's actually going to be Waikiki. And so oh, okay. with that, you know, I'm just a really firm believer that I'm still learning. I'm, I, I'm not fluent in Hawaiian by any means. But to, you know, preserve the language and to encourage the language, I really am a firm hmm. believer that we need to pronounce it the correct way and give the, you know, the respect towards that. And so with that, that's, that's why I always pronounce it Hawaii.
0: Yeah, and I'm a stickler for those sorts of things as well. So can you tell me, and tell the viewers a bit more, I don't know how many of them know anything about Hawaii. I've been there. Um, As I told you, I've been to Waikiki. Um, I've been to Kona. I've been to Maui. But it was a, a fair time ago. But I wasn't aware, and this is my own family, I wasn't aware, for example, it had its own language. Of course, it has its own culture. But can you delve a little bit more into Hawaii? The culture, the language, because probably more than a few people won't know anything about it.
1: Yeah, I mean it's there's so many things oh excuse me. It's not corona, I promise. It's just a frog in my throat. It's, it's
0: okay. <laughs> You're socially distanced from me I'm on the other right? side of the world. I'm not gonna catch anything, go for it.
1: Um, but no, it's it's a small, beautiful island that's in the middle of the Pacific Ocean that is so remote that somehow Although it's so remote, there's a variety and a diverse um, group of people that somehow are attracted here, different cultures. And so modern day Hawaii, you know, it used to be called the melting pot. I know a lot of people still call it that. There's some discussions with that, but really, truly, I mean, you go somewhere and what you're eating like even this we were doing a um a mic check just now and you're like say something and i said spam musa B. <laughs>
0: um, I say, i couldn't hear you because yeah. of a mic problem so what did that mean yeah
1: you know and just because of that it's just like it's such a little um homage in a way of like it, it's that blending of the filipino the um the spam local culture trying to, you know, in the Filipino, American, Japanese, excuse me, not American, Japanese, Chinese immigrants came over for the sugarcane plantations. They brought a lot of what they wanted to um, do, you know, to Hawaii, what they could bring back home. And part of that was creating food. And so we look at our foods and you can see this blend of flavors and cultures, but also, you know, I don't know how many girls are. You know, for myself, I love Filipino food. I love Hawaiian food. I love Japanese food. There's just so many things at our fingertips, and that's part of that because of the diversity. Um, and then, you know, reflecting on the Hawaiian culture, the actual native Hawaiian culture, it's awesome because within, oh gosh, the last 10, 15 years, there's been a really, really strong push for this preservation, to encourage the Mm. Hawaiian language, Um, you know, I wasn't, um, I didn't get to go to, like, a Hawaiian charter school by any means, but I know there's a lot more being um, being incorporated in Hawaii, and so just within my own lifetime, within the last 10, 15 years, you can see this huge change, and what's so cool is now I have friends that will be at, you know, will be hanging out, and they're talking full Hawaiian, and I have no idea what they're saying. But I'm just like, that is so cool, and it's so beautiful to hear for something that was not really happening for such a long time and really discouraged back back in the day. And so it's really, it's a really great time for change, and it's a really great time for positive yeah. change.
0: Yeah what what's the name of the native Hawaiian language?
1: Hawaiian? I'm. <laughs> I'm, I'm what do you mean? <laughs>
0: So the, la- so the language that you're speaking, so the, the, the um, forgive me, the, the is it the islander language or, or the language that you were just saying your friends were speaking? What What's the name of it? Is it oh, oh
1: Olelo. But, you know, to yeah. be again Olelo, but, you know, to be completely honest, I'm, I don't want to be butchering
0: any words. And yeah, no, like time, I, just, like, ah! <laughs> I, just, I just wanted to know the name of the language. Um, so in Can you outline the relationship because obviously you guys are part of the united states how how do you guys view the relationship between yourself and the united states do you do you view yourself as i mean the closest analogy i can think of and this is not entirely accurate we have we don't have but there's new zealand Mm -hmm. and a lot of people basically think new zealand is part of australia which it's not it has its own country it has its own currency its own government but a lot of people just go they lump the two together Let's right. say, what's the relationship like between Hawaii and the United States?
1: Yeah, um, well, first, I think you could talk to any local person, and the first thing they're going to say is, oh, the mainland. <laughs> right. You know, it's just incorporated as the mainland and the Hawaii. And, you know, obviously, geographically, there's a reason for that. Yeah. But even more so, um, you know, you think about how we live, and I would say – it's kind of a joke, but we live on Hawaii time, right? Um, we, we cruise, we live on Hawaii time. We're relaxed. We go with the flow. Um, we live with Aloha and that is quite different. Um, not every place in the mainland by any means, but I would argue for a good majority where you're comparing to like corporate America or mm-hmm. Just the business way or the city way of doing things Um, It's just fast paced and it's a different way of life. And because of that, it kind of separates, I would say, like sometimes how we think about ourselves, because we are so blessed to be on this remote island but at the same time it's like whoa we are in the middle of the ocean and although I wouldn't say disconnected it can feel disconnected at times um but that is why I feel like within our community um because it's such a small knit community we find support within each other and so it's different but it's not it's not too different you know
0: yeah well and I think I saw your Instagram bio that phrase live with aloha And I've been wanting to ask you, so what does that mean? Live with Aloha.
1: Yeah, I just, you know, that's the first thing on my Instagram caption, live with Aloha, live Aloha. Um, And to me, that just really means that you're embodying what Aloha is. And what that is, is love. You know, when we say aloha, it's not just hello, goodbye, but it's really you're sharing that breath with another person. You're sharing that ha. And with that comes respect. And that comes with respect for the land, respect for each other, and respect for yourself. And so I just really, really feel like deep down inside that means ultimately to treat yourself with the best kind of love and to treat others with that same type of love.
0: I had no idea that it actually meant anything other than hello. I mean, obviously, Hawaii is famous for aloha and people saying aloha, but I had no idea it was anything past the greeting. I mean, I've been to Fiji and the locals are always saying bulla. It's always bulla, 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 And they've always got yeah. a of smile. But I had no idea that um, Hawaii had, had that much meaning behind aloha. You also did mention the food. And you're by no means yeah. the first passion girl to talk about food. No, I'm so, part of that,
1: I think because we're on a such a strict diet, that that's all I'm thinking
0: about. <laughs> <laughs> okay. uh, maybe we shouldn't talk about it, but I'm going to go there okay. anyway. So, please, please. what What are your favourite sort of, I don't know, there's a native Hawaiian sort of cuisine, but what are, are you okay down there?
1: Yeah. Happy Halloween.
0: Oh, oh you, okay. I I didn't notice that. I thought you were sneezing down there and you've come up with different ears. <laughs> um, happy Halloween, everyone. Um, what are your next... What, what's your favorite food? Talk us through some, some of the most Hawaiian foods. Oh,
1: <laughs> I just like my plate lunches, to be quite honest. <laughs> um, white rice, katsu chicken, some katsu sauce, mac salad, some poke. Poke is cubed um, raw fish, so it's similar to, like, mm-hmm. sushi in that regard, yeah. I love sushi, of course. Um, oh, my gosh, all the noodles, all the udon, ramen, um, chow mein, chow. <laughs> There's a lot of Asian influences here, and, like, it's kind of funny. I say
0: that. It yeah. It's like you're describing a typical Japanese menu here, what we'd have on a, on a, in a Japanese restaurant would have all those things except the chow mein would be Chinese. Yeah, Chinese. I didn't realize it was that heavily, um, that heavily influenced because when yeah. I went over there, it was all, I mean, this was like 10, 15 years ago, or all, all I was having but well, at that time. I was actually a raw foodist mm, <laughs>
1: interesting.
0: And, um, yeah, I didn't have the, the greatest luck with the American cuisine there. Cause everything was burgers. This, mm-hmm. um, fries with that, the, the serving sizes were huge. And I was, was having salads. And the only thing I remember was everyone saying, do you want ranch with that? It was, it was ranch. <laughs> I like your I, I had no idea what, Yeah, I had no <laughs> idea what ranch was. I was like, no, get it away from me. But it was, do you want ranch with this? Do you want ranch with-? Um, But what you're describing, yeah, maybe we shouldn't talk about it because it is making me hungry. It, it no, is. it's all
1: good. I can talk about Success. it for days. <laughs>
0: Did you say you're on, a, like you're on a strict diet? You mean in yeah, terms of pageant prep? Just
1: for pageant prep, yeah. It's been, right. you know, part of this pageant prep, part of doing this um, is it's just really a reevaluation. and It's a lot of self-reflection. And part of that, you know, comes with a, you know, deep down, mind body and spirit and really Mm -hmm. connecting back to those roots and so um that being said i am on a strict diet for this very very short time but by all means it's not sustainable for a lifetime it is just something it's kind of like a um, an athlete you know when you go into your big competition of course you're going to be cutting or you're going to be eating more protein or whatever Mm -hmm. that prep may be um and of course your body will show those spirit um those outcomes it's just it's so incredibly important and I was thinking about this a lot, um, because I, I noticed I was hanging out with some teenagers the other day, some teen girls, and they were like talking about food and one girl was like, Oh, you know, I only get out of bed um, because I, I hate how I look in the mirror and I just I don't like how the fat looks and da 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 da. And I think every every person um, struggles with that, man and woman at every every age i think we all struggle with that at some point and i know i struggled with that personally um as well and so i couldn't help but butt in Mm. (laughs) um as a big sister so so um, so to speak and you know for me i work in medicine i work as a sleep technician and so i do help my patients time to time with different things just as you would in medical and um, i told them you know if someone were to fall are you going to be able to pick them up because you're skinny and beautiful? Or are you going to be able to pick them up because you have that strength and you have that muscle and you're able to pick mm. them up? Um, because the reality of the situation is that, but that happens a lot. <laughs> you know, if your uncle, if your grandpa, auntie, whoever, if your mom were to fall down some stairs, are you going to be able to help her back up or get out of bed or anything like that? And I, you know, I hate to be so, Dramatic with that, but no, it's that just it's sense. such a um, it, yeah, it's such a big epiphany for me. And I hope you know for them they didn't feel offended that I was like biting. <laughs> they they bit know me, but um, they are like, oh, I never really thought of it that way. And I know for me, especially now going into this competition, of course it's really great for model esque and for physique and everything to look the part, to feel the part. But it, it's been such an amazing for myself during this time, um, reflection of if I want this, I'm going to make this happen. And that includes like, if I want to set time to work out, even if it's just for a quick 10 minute walk outside and I shouldn't be thinking of it as a workout, but rather as a fresh breath of air as a way to help my patients in the future, as a way to help myself. Um, it's such a complete train of belief in terms of, what our um physical and like dieting and everything is and so
0: yeah sorry no, to go on it's... a rant <laughs> no i i was just thinking a couple of things but one thing that does strike me it, it's a shame that you know even in a culture as beautiful as have that that sort of the idea that teenage girls would be looking at themselves and be judging themselves for how they look and not being skinny enough i mean it, it it's sad that it's gone everywhere. And I I kind of intellectually know that, because obviously Hawaii is, you know, the Western world, but it still strikes me as sad that even there, that young girls are are kind of waking up and going, I don't want to look at myself in the mirror. Um, And this comes back to again, Hawaii, you guys obviously have, the United States obviously has the election coming up, for example. So do you guys, are you a bit distanced from that or has election fever hit your state as well?
1: No, we're very much a part of like United States government. I mean, President Obama graduated from Punahou and Oahu and, you know, and so there is a lot of strong ties that Hawaii has with American politics. And there's a lot of things that Hawaii leaders have made, not just for our state, but really for the nation. And so, um, Mm -hmm. although we are kind of in this remote distant middle of the ocean in our own culture in our own bubble, that's something that you hear a lot. We're in our own bubble. Um, we are, we are very much a part of the states. We are very much a part of the culture of America. Mm-hmm. Um, and so with the election, I voted. I sent in my mail-in ballot. It was very, very exciting. Um, this was, to be completely honest, like my second time voting and first time voting with my mom. And so it was really cute. We got our um, little mail ballot. That's for our state. We, um, it was mailed to us. And yeah. Um, both of our schedules are a little crazy <laughs> um, and so therefore our hours are crazy. We've always been night owls and we opened the mail, I think it was like 1 AM, 1 probably. And we're looking at it and we're like, we just got to do it. We got to do it right now. And yeah. we pulled out the, um, the laptop and we're looking at like all the different questions, all the different um, candidates, you know, cause there's so many, it's, it's so much more than just the presidential, of course, but especially yeah. local. And then, um, yeah, it was, just, it was just really fun and it was really fun to do with my mom. And um, hopefully with the next election, we get to do it with my brother. So
0: he can do that. It's interesting to me as an Australian, because Australia in Australia, voting is compulsory
1: mm, um, so if, interesting. if you
0: don't vote if you don't vote they literally know because they they have a register wow. they tick your name off so if you don't vote you get fined um but i was reading the news about the united states election just the other day and apparently even with the mail-in ballots early the early mail-in ballots it's almost it's i think it was 60 percent of the total number of people who voted in the last election in mm-hmm. total so obviously this election um is super super Important. I, I won't go into the politics of it all because it's all over the news and everyone's entitled to their own opinion. But I, I would say vote. So I yeah. Don't know.
1: I mean, the thing you know, is, is it, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't
0: mean to cut you off. Sorry. <laughs> no. Oh no. I was I was just going to say I've been really. I've always thought that politics was really boring and I always mm-hmm. distanced myself from it. But I would say over the last probably only the last five years, I started viewing it very differently, and I think it's been fantastic to see younger people such as yourself actually getting actively involved and voting because obviously in your country, it's not compulsory. So for you, have you noticed that at all within yourself and within your community that you've become more active or interested in politics because obviously there's more at stake now than maybe there was five, 10 years ago?
1: Um, absolutely. I think even more so now I feel more empowered. I think, Mm -hmm. um, part of the reason why our voter turnout is so low is because there is a distrust. Um, Mm -hmm. and there's the question of, does our vote even really matter? Does it really count? And so because of that, well, if it doesn't count, then I just might as well not do it when really it should be, well, maybe if it doesn't count, maybe I should just do it anyways, (laughs) because it Mm. is, it, it only takes a few seconds of my time. And then I am having a voice in what I can say and what I believe in. Pardon me. (laughs) Excuse me. Um, And, you know, so for myself, I feel like I've actually always been interested in politics. I've always been interested in um, climate change, for instance. I can proudly tell you in middle school, I was the first girl to bring the exercise tote bag to school um, with like the three little recycle things while everyone was using backpacks. And, you know, here I am with my tote bag and, Recycling it, <laughs> and trying to tell people, you know, you got to recycle paper and so forth. And you know, from there, I even wanted to go into like student politics and so much different oh, in, the, in the school school age. Yeah. Um, I yeah. didn't win that election. I didn't promise free ice cream every Friday, but. <laughs> um that's okay it's all good um but what I was able to do was start recycling and start the um the paper compost at the middle school um in eighth grade and get involved in like science fairs and getting involved in robotics and being able to make that positive change that I wanted to see in the world because although you know voting I think you get to really say this is what i really like to see and hopefully it happens and the majority can hopefully agree with you, you know, if we're all on the same page or it's in the step in the right direction, so to speak. Um, But even more so you can control your own path and you can control what's right in front of you. And so for that being, although, you know, the selection is really important in terms of like climate change. um, There's a lot of like corporations and that whole fun thing that I'm not even going to touch, but Even Don't. more so, there's a, there's a lot of individual things, though, that we can do that we can yeah. hopefully make that change.
0: So, a super important question: You um, said you didn't get voted in because you didn't promise free ice cream on Friday. <laughs> how how were you going to fund or budget for the for the uh, free ice cream every Friday? Did you get that far? <laughs> um,
1: no, that's what I I didn't, and um, I'm not throwing any shade. Or Kool-Aid, um, but it never happened when the other girl won, just saying. But
0: <laughs> did she published what... the free ice cream, did she? <laughs> yeah. And she didn't follow through.
1: Mm-hmm, that's,
0: that's a real politician. Did, I,
1: <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. But, no, actually, um, fast forward, because we are such a small community, she's doing fabulous. She's doing great. I believe she's, like, a dental hygienist now. And so
0: oh, wow. um, okay. she did do a lot of other
1: things for the school during that I didn't, just a little. <laughs> well,
0: I, I I guess it makes sense. She's she's obviously interested in dental health, and she didn't give people free ice cream. So, <laughs> I mean, those like two that, at least. Right? They, yeah, I'll, I'll make an excuse for her. Um, but if we back up all the way a second, I normally start the interview with this. But in terms of pageant history, because obviously you are now in um, the finals for Miss White Hawaii USA 2021, um, can you give us an idea as to your pageant history?
1: Oh, my. Um, well, we
0: go.
1: <laughs> um, to be completely honest, I was first involved in, in pageantries when I was 17. Um, there's a little local pageant in my town called Miss Kona Coffee. And um, at the time, you know, I feel like when I tell people my high school senior year was that of like a movie, I growing up i had braces i had really really thick bottle cap, like coca-cola lens glasses um i had speech therapy until eighth grade and so you can imagine with that it's challenging to make friends it's challenging to talk when not most people are understanding you and you're having such a hard time getting the words out and then on top of it then you get these braces put on you after working so hard training your tongue and your mouth to not do that and it's just it I had a lisp until high school practically. And so, yeah. um, you know, just a, a couple different things, different things. Um, and I, I loved reading. I loved I, my, my, um, my, what am I trying to say? My haven was reading. My haven was in the school, was in uh, my science fair, was just kind of figuring out and just doing my own thing. And so I had a lot of mm. um, confidence things to overcome. But At the time, I was babysitting at my church and one of the people um, talked to me and she was like, Glenn, you should really consider doing the Miss Kona coffee pageant because they need one more contestant. And if they don't have this contestant, this one more contestant by Friday, Um, They're not going to do the pageant. And, you know, mind you, Miss Kona Coffee growing up for me, she was in all the parades. She visited my school. I do remember a school visit from her. Um, I think it was like fourth grade or so. Um, Mm -hmm. And I remember we didn't I didn't have TV growing up, but I remember going over to my friend's house and actually watching the Hawaii pageant one time and seeing Miss Kona Mm -hmm. Coffee. And so you can imagine it was like, whoa, okay, this is kind of a cool small town celebrity so to speak and for her to suggest that I could do that was like oh I don't know let me think about it and then she goes Mm. well if you do it even if you don't win you're going to get $300 it's for a scholarship you know it's for scholarship right and I had no idea it was related to the scholarship. I didn't even know that pageantries could be related to that. I always thought it was mm-hmm. just your typical stage gown, beauty, boom, done. Yeah. That's it, right? Um, and so after looking more into it and realizing what I could gain, a.k.a. my college books paid for that semester, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I went to Walmart and I went to Payless and I got a pair, I got my, bikini for 10 bucks my um high heels from payless for like five or seven dollars and i wore them everywhere because i was extremely clumsy too um my mom didn't let me carry the eggs at all <laughs> and so you can imagine when i'm telling her yeah so i'm thinking about signing up for this pageant and she's like you're gonna do what
0: <laughs> you're gonna do what now um,
1: you're going to walk across what? and You know, you're going to be wearing what? <laughs> um, after I just fractured my wrist uh, a few months before because I fell down the stairs.
0: <laughs> um, Are you so, telling the truth? It sounds like you're making this story up. <laughs>
1: we, I We can FaceTime my mom right now and she's just going to be like, Yep. <laughs> yeah, that's my daughter. But um yeah, and so I got these high heels and I wore them everywhere. I wore them to school, I wore them to the community college, um, and I taught myself how to walk in heels because I just wanted so badly to not necessarily win, but just to look presentable and to truly mm. earn. And with that was the whole journey of that what entering a pageant really is. And at the time it was really cool because Miss Clone Coffee also provided like different confidence lessons and like different pageant intros because this was our first time um, for a majority of the girls, if not all of the girls, it was their first pageant ever because this is such a small town. Hmm. Kind of like almost in her way, it almost felt like a rite of passage. Um, And so mind you, growing up, Miss Clone Coffee was this beautiful um, local, hawaiian-esque girl um and you know for myself i'm not hawaiian i i feel like i am in my heart um i love my home but i'm Halley and Halley you know means foreigner or in slang it's like kind of like white right. um yeah. and growing up that was something that was really hard because i was like the only Halley girl um, at my school or one of the few and you know with being bullied for Glasses, nerdiness, braces, not being able to talk, being super clumsy, being the teacher's pet, <laughs> kind of being a little annoying because I was probably a little know it all. <laughs> now that I'm we'll looking back at it, um, you know, everyone's like, Gwen, you're not going to, you know, it's so cute you're drinking this cone of coffee, but you're not going to, um, you're not going to win um, because you're Holly. And I, you know, I applaud you so much, but I hope you're not giving your hopes up about winning. And yeah. I was like, no, no, no. I just want the $300. That's, that's it. That's all I want. And, um, I'm cool with that. And so fast forward to the pageant, um, we're all holding hands and they announced my name and I had no idea. They had announced it three different times because it was just such a, like, I already, I even said going on stage, this has been such an amazing experience and I know I'm not going to win, but thank you universe for this kind of thing and suddenly I won and it was just this whole whoa you're a pageant winner and mind you the pageant night that was my first time ever wearing makeup <laughs> I didn't know how to put on makeup I didn't none of that and so then to be world into this amazing world this different expectations and like your first appearance um for that um we have the miss Con- or excuse me the kona coffee cultural festival and so that's where miss kona coffee figure comes from she gets to promote kona coffee and the cultural festival as well and so the first appearance is going to the coffee bean place um the coffee farm excuse me to do picking and to be miss kona coffee oh, wow. and you're day one it's on and here i am like i don't know how to put my makeup on and i think i slept with it and then i touched it i like put a little <laughs> fixed it because i was like mom i don't know what i'm doing and she's like here i can help you and i'm like i don't really want to look like i'm from the 80s mom you <laughs> no, it's okay i love you mom but <laughs> um she doesn't do that and then, being mean to her. But um <laughs> yeah, and so it was it was incredible. And you know, for that I was just so content. I was so excited to just be Miss Kona Coffee, but I didn't realize that was a preliminary for Miss Hawaii under the Miss America's system. Um and so then fast forward a couple months later, you're expe- you're put on stage to compete for Miss Hawaii, which is even more scholarship. Um mm-hmm. and I didn't win. I didn't place even in the top 10. But I was able to receive um, pretty much every other scholarship that year. I received the community service scholarship, the academic scholarship, um, the Children's Miracle Maker Scholarship, which was for Children's Miracle Maker Network. Um, where we, was, we raised funds for a community for the local hospital. Um, and, you know, it was awesome. And on top of it, again, a fabulous experience, a lot of self-discovery, a lot of just learning about myself and making friends, not only, you know, with the girl who went with me that night, um, mm-hmm. but across the state. And, you know, as an Outer Island girl, often um, Big Island, um, Oahu kind of tends to be like the main island. That's where, like, if you watch Hawaii Five-O, um, that's where – that's located, you know, Waikiki. So everyone's like, Oh, that's the island. That's the island. And so for the outer island girls, such as myself to be able to fly over and like that whole experience. Right. right? Um, Yeah. And so, you know, I, after doing it, I looked and I realized that it paid for my first semester of college. Um, And I looked at my mom and we kind of looked at each other and we're like, well, we already have the high heels. So I guess we started a new addiction (laughs) Um, and it's just been such an amazing journey since then. So with that, you get this little taste of what, the success could be and then what the ultimate thing of, of what it whatever it may be of like you realize there's different systems, there's different things, there's different mm-hmm. um, organizations that stand and embody different things um, and being able to kind of create that into your own while also I kind of feel like pageantry is like a way of like Girl Scouts for, um, old, for um, young women. For the reason that it's just kind of how to carry yourself, how to speak better, um, how yeah. to, you know, just gain that inner confidence and really not to stop mm. comparing yourself to others. It's either as ironic as pageantry is and everyone says, oh, it's a competition. And you're always comparing yourself and mm. it's the first biggest, biggest lesson to, that you have to break through in your head is that it's not it's not a comparison. It's not competition yeah. with each other. It's competition with yourself. And so. um mm. With that, I was able to do a handful of different um, pageants, trying to become Miss Hawaii to go to Miss America, um, which was okay. I got a lot of different scholarships and I gained so many different friends and a lot of amazing memories. And I became, or I tried, I should say, key word is tried <laughs> to become a ventriloquist, but I also um, figured and I realized that I have... <laughs> <Thank> <laughs> um man what yep um i tried um my best to become a ventriloquist and god bless those judges they let me perform that night
0: (laughs) can you Um, show us a bit i've never interviewed anyone who's done any (laughs) ventriloquism before so you have to be able to speak without moving oh god do that again
1: hello how's it going my name is gloria Esteban. hello Um, and so keyword is, again, tried. I haven't done that in years.
0: Oh, my God. <laughs> but, that is the best thing I've ever seen on an interview. <laughs> oh my gosh.
1: <laughs> well um, done. Thank you. Oh um, thank goodness I'm wearing black because I'm sweating profusely. That was nerve-wracking. <laughs> but, um, you know, with that, I realized that I love puppets, and I love, I love, you know, making people laugh. And I especially, especially love connecting with children and being able to perform Gloria that was one of my partners in crime um, and being able to connect with children and being able to talk about respect and tying that within my um, biggest passion of talking about preventing and really telling the signs of domestic abuse within a relationship more so being able to be an upstander and know the red flags within yourself but also being able to kind of say to a friend hey is everything okay? And being able to provide those safe zones, um, it, it starts at a young age. And so, with Gloria, my puppet, um, I was able to go into schools and talk to children. You know, starting with consent, because my puppet—I God, I wish I brought her here. I didn't even think about that. Because it's she's been in the. Um, She's been traveling. <laughs> she's been kind of doing her own self-discovery, so to speak, um, without being attached to someone right by her all the time. Um, and so, you know, with that, we were able to – she's she's kind of muppetty looking, looking, um, so to speak, like a Sesame Street um, kind of the style. And kids get really, really excited. And the first thing, you know, five, six, seven-year-old, oh, I just want to touch her. I just want to – oh, you know, let me hug her. Let me – it's just so exciting and we have to say stop you have to ask me first and you know it's such a key point and it's such a starting path at that young young age of you know did you ask and Mm -hmm. really really starting um those key points that then it will just triple on and roll rope on um, to other areas and being able to yeah you know and Gloria just provided that really safe zone for kids to talk um, and to feel comfortable and yeah it was, it was a really really awesome amazing thing that I was able to do partially um, if not because of pageantry it led me to you know, as silly as it is, and I would probably never do it (laughs) any other way, but you know, you want a way to connect with children. You want a way to talk about something that's really scary. That's something that you know needs to be broken down and even more. So I needed a talent for the Miss America competition. And so although Miss America wasn't the system for me, I was able to gain a lot of amazing, amazing, different things, um, meet a lot of different people. I was able to travel to Japan, um and model there and i was also able to realize and discover um my love for modeling and being able to be comfortable on camera i mean god in high school i would never be able to even just do what we're doing right now so it's yeah. it's been a really awesome <laughs>
0: that's that's quite a journey Gwen. that that's quite a story um i'm still crying here from your ventriloquism oh. because, <laughs> because of the laughing Um, Thank God uh, I'm not I'm not wearing any makeup Uh, I I just want to speak to your point about teaching kids about consent because it sounds like such a small thing Um, and it's really really not because domestic violence numbers I'm sure you know have become a lot worse during corona yeah because everyone being stuck at home and the whole world going crazy has kind of been the perfect melting pot for that to happen And then just recently here in our country, in Australia, there was some scary statistic. I think they asked 1,000 men whether it was ever appropriate to punch their partner. And I I can't remember the exact number, but it was a large percentage actually said that it was okay, which to me boggles my mind because I can't think of any situation in which that is appropriate. I mean, you talk about self-defense and things like that. But Mm -hmm. that aside, the thought that people would actually think that hitting their partner physically is appropriate they obviously don't know they, they just don't, i don't think they're bad people they just have not ever been told that mm-hmm. it's wrong well and, and it's a lot of doing... cycles
1: of you know just repeating mm. cycles and it starts at home it starts with if you've seen your parents do it then of course you you know it's what's normal normal. you copy it and even more so um on the opposite side of it you're attracted to that um whether you would like to admit it or not because you're so used to normal exactly and so you know a lot of the times we think why are we attracted to this or why do we why do we stay why do we Mm. keep justifying those why do we keep saying you know oh they're they're going to change and a lot of the times it's because one if we were brought in that way if we were um, exposed to that unfortunately it can go either way of like you're saying you either a just simply don't know and you kind of disregard the reality of that or yeah. unfortunately you justify it and you continue to yeah. put up with it
0: yeah what, what i found is that uh, people well-meaning people your friends obviously if you're in a domestically violent relationship want you to get out of it mm-hmm. um, and they're all telling you that and it's normally a he just in general um, you know, he's he's hitting you, he's yeah. doing this, it's abusive, it's not right. And that al- almost forces the lady, the girl, to defend her partner because I've been told by them that very often they still love him. Yeah. Because to your point, that yes. they think that's what love is and they genuinely still love this person and yet they're being told that he's a horrible person. And I want to also believe him. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And there's
1: usually always, there always, always is a lot of great qualities too with, I'm just going to use the word abuser. Um, You know, they can be an amazing community figure. They can be an amazing volunteer and Mm. um, a great, whatever job it is, you know, they can have all these amazing different qualities. But, you know, it takes and it takes it it takes work to have a healthy relationship. Um, Mm -hmm. And everyone is capable of both good and bad skills in terms of with each other. Um, And that's why it's so important to not only justify and kind of rediscover that we need to really love ourselves. I know it's so clear to say you have to love yourself before you can love another. But it Mm -hmm. starts with that. Um, It starts because going back to, you know, if you were exposed to that growing, raising in the home. Mm -hmm. Um, then, you know, unfortunately, most times you're going to have that struggle with your own self um, confidence and your self esteem. And so, you know, with that comes a lot of empowerment, a lot of just self love and being able to redefine and reevaluate who you are, what your values are and what you stand for. And even more so. Oh, I think you froze. Um, <laughs> but you know, and then being able to reiter- reiterate what it is that you want in a partner, and um, the ways to continue that. And you know, one of the biggest, biggest things is communication and um, trust. Um, mm-hmm. And you know, we can go into a whole laundry list of different things, but it starts. It starts with loving yourself.
0: Let, let's just break it down because obviously you know a lot about this topic and i've done a fair bit of work in it as well sorry could Hang you go? on one
1: second i'm going to get my computer charger be right back so sorry
0: okay that's all right so guys will is actually at an airbnb at the moment it's not it's not her house so she's she's a little not not a little over the place hang on one
1: second I'm, so sorry.
0: I'm still here i have I'm not going anywhere. I'm just telling people that you're at an Airbnb. So, okay, oh, there me. we go.
1: I'm so sorry. My phone, or my phone. I'm just telling people you're,
0: you're at an Airbnb. so You've, gone, oh, ears. <laughs> you've got so many ears. I, I
1: love, love Halloween. Halloween is one of my favorite, favorite holidays. <laughs> oh. Oh, no.
0: Hello. Oh, there we go. Halloween is not the biggest holiday here in Australia. It's getting bigger, but I'm seeing everyone get involved in it and I'm jealous. But um, what I was going to say is obviously you know a lot about the subject of domestic violence. I've worked with a fair few ladies um, on it as well. Just a brief overview. How do you know if you're in an abusive relationship to start? Because I think that's an important thing if someone's watching this. And then also, if you do go after a bit of introspection, go, actually, I think I might be, what are the first kind of steps that you would advise someone to take if they go, actually, yeah, I think I might be in one. So how do you tell, and then what do you do?
1: Yeah, I think the biggest, first, most thing is if you're questioning yourself. If you're questioning yourself and you're questioning your realities. And what I mean by that is your partner is making you question and second guess yourself and second guess your values, second guess your worth, second guess your thought processes, um, you know, and really ultimately just making you question, oh, is this K and making you feel worse about yourself when in retrospect, a partner should be making you feel better about yourself and should be bettering you. Um, You know, if there's I hate to use this example, but one of the biggest, biggest things, one of the biggest red flags is, you know, there's a huge difference of um, a boyfriend girlfriend hanging out and always hanging out on Wednesdays because that's their night together. Um, and the girl says, "Oh, can I go hang out with my friend on Wednesday night? Um, you know, I know it's our night, but I really want to hang out with my girlfriends and so forth." And he's upset, and he said, "No, Wednesdays are our our night. Okay, so be it. That's a plan. That's a date. It is. That's typical. What isn't healthy though is him saying." no you can't hang out with her whatsoever um and you know it's not just wednesday night but it's every night of the week i need you to be here with me because i can't trust that what you're going to be doing with her i don't trust her when you're around her um, her, so to speak um and so it's really just starting to question your reality of well wait why can't i hang out with my friend what do you you're right. I I can't trust what I'm going to be doing around. And you Mm. start to kind of believe and you reiterate these things of what your partner is telling you rather than what you and who you are and what you believe is. Um, and so biggest, biggest thing is just questioning, questioning yourself and what, and just not feeling good about yourself. I hate to, you know, as plain and simple as it is, yeah, love shouldn't hurt. Love should never hurt. And furthermore, hope is not an answer. Um, hoping that they're going to be changing after they had a blow-up over something mm-hmm. that was so small and saying, okay, they apologized yeah. and you know they would they broke everything, they had the tantrum, okay, they cooled yeah. down, they apologized, they're just really hungry. I mean, I know I'm hangry, I get hit my hangry moments, but I don't have a freak out moment and you know, the whole entourage. Um and it just, there's so many other things that kind of lead into that. Um, and so biggest, biggest thing. And then the last thing I would say is if you, you know, are still not sure and you're mm-hmm. so in love with your partner because you guys have a dog together and you live together and you have a future together and you've been with each other for two three four five ten 10 years, you have yeah. a history, you know, each other, you, etc cetera, et cetera, et cetera, is when you're part, when you're friends, when your coworkers, when your parents start to say, are you sure you're being treated right? Are you sure Mm. everything's okay? Because that was kind of weird that you have to ask your boyfriend for permission to hang out with me or permission to study with me, or you have to, you know, it's not coordination. It's not a teamwork. It's, controlling and its possessiveness um and you're not having that independence that everyone ultimately deserves and so as the friend then you know if you are on the other side and you're seeing your friend going through this the biggest thing is first i really really recommend is to do a quick little google search on domestic abuse um, resources join one love foundation is an awesome awesome website it has a plethora of different resources different things that specifically answer this question of if you're a friend how can you help um and the different resources different numbers that you can give depending on the severity of the situation maybe you just want to give a business card with a number of the hotline so then if they Mm. have that and if it's in a really scary situation where you know, I don't want to paint the picture, but you need just a business card. And so then your yeah. partner doesn't find it. That could be, a, you know, an option. But ultimately, ultimately is, you know, my biggest, biggest thing is first off, and I know, like, especially over here, and I would argue most places is the first thing is because you're so passionate about your friend and you so value just mm-hmm. you, you hate his guts and shame on yeah. him is yeah. do not address the abuser. Do not this is not something that is for the friend battle, and it's not even something for the partner to typically address. This is something that needs to be a collaborative effort. This isn't a one man going into this crazy battle alone. And so it's to not address the abuser, it's not to Facebook message him and say, How dare you? because that's only going to fuel the fire and that's only going to make it worse rather than making it better. Um, And so first off, don't, don't do that. (laughs) Secondly, have your resources available. And if, and when your friend is ready to end that relationship, just to be there for a friend and keep in mind that this isn't going to be one time and for like cycles happen. Unfortunately, you know, we love we love to forgive and we love to hope we love, love, love to hope that it's going to be changing. And, you know, hopefully as a friend, you can remind your friend who's out of that relationship that they need to stay out of that relationship that they need to find back to who they are to get back to their roots. What made them happy from the get go, even before they met that partner and to ultimately just to love yourself again, you know, and whether that's just hanging out with them and going to the beach and doing stuff that kind of gets back to what the root of it is doing healthy activities together, Whatever it is, just being a good friend and understanding that they're going to be heartbroken. This isn't just yeah. something that, you know, God, they they hit me, they beat the crap out of me, they, you know, da 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 da. But I still love them, and it's okay. And to understand that, you know, it's not okay, and to remind them that it's hmm. not okay. But that it is healthy that you're going to have those emotions and as a friend to not just be so shut down and say, well, he's just a dirt da da, da, da." But to be a really, truly understanding friend and say, yeah, I know that your heart is broken, but you don't deserve that. And you deserve so much more. Um, And so there's a lot of different things, but those are the top, top. Five bullet points on the top of my head I would say in regards and there's a lot of information the internet is so wonderful thank goodness we have iPhones nowadays Um, you know there's a lot of different websites Um, like I said One Love Foundation is an awesome awesome resource for especially young teens um, and young adults um, in terms of just recognizing these different things that kind of fit more into um, the youthful group more so than when we're married because I think ultimately until like maybe five years ago when we talk about domestic abuse, unfortunately we kind of like subconsciously would link it with like marriage couples um, mm-hmm. and really long-term couples rather than it realizing that it's a lot of it starts at teen dating violence um, and it starts with controlling behaviors and, yeah. you know, so forth. And it starts with not justifying that behavior. So,
0: yeah. Gwen, do you know off the top of your head? I just want to see if I can put the link up. Do you know, the website address for One Love Foundation. I mean, I can just. Yeah, here. Um, let me give you that. Is it joinonelove.org? Yeah. Let's put that up there.
1: Um, Thank you. I appreciate that a lot. It's, it's been really exciting. Um, a couple of years ago, I was able to work with them. They had this awesome project. They did a video thing um, called The Couplets. And it was these different little animations that were about 30 second things. Um, they look like little Play Doh figures, or I guess Play Doh is what I would say. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. I so, feel like I'm on a news broadcast now.
0: <laughs> but.
1: Um, yeah but um anyways and so there's a lot of different videos uh little short different things that you can kind of browse through but there's a lot of different articles as well it's just really fabulous to browse through and read
0: it's it's a very complicated issue mm-hmm. emotionally to unpack um and as a friend watching in it can be very difficult to understand mm-hmm. because your friend obviously the, the one going through the abuse is often very intelligent you would think in every other way it just seems to be making bad decision after bad decision after bad decision and to your point of just having to be there that's exactly what i would say that's almost also one of the most challenging things yeah because no one likes to see a friend being hurt emotionally or physically or both or financially or whatever it is yeah, and yeah. Just, just to understand they need to walk their own path yes and make their own decision and you need to be a safe space if and when they come to that t- decision to support that um as i said i've done some work in this area And for example i had no idea that when you go onto these websites for domestic violence very often they will have a giant red button yeah, to close the window yeah. because the problem is if your partner then sees you doing that yeah they might that might actually then incite the violence to become worse and a lot of the domestic violence lines here they're silent numbers so they can't go through your phone records to see that you've been phoning you know hotlines and things like that and I just had, I, as someone who's had no experience with it. Per- oh, no, we froze personally.
1: personally.
0: Yeah, as someone, yeah, I had no idea that that would ever be necessary. And then you see it and you're like, wow, this is um, it's, it's a terrible problem. And one that unfortunately is worse um, with Corona. Mm Because everyone is kind of locked at home and going crazy. Um, But that, so the one, I joined onelove.org. Gwen, is that a a, a Hawaiian organization? Is it an American organization? Is it an international organization?
1: Um, It's an American organization. It was founded by a mother who unfortunately lost her daughter to her, um, to domestic violence. Um, And she, her daughter was, I believe, a college sophomore. Um, so like 2021, 20, um, and her boyfriend violently, you know, um, and it was such a big wake up call for the mother because there's so many of these different red flags of, you know, the controllingness, um, mm. being, you know, speaking on top of like looking over the shoulder, um, at the laptop or over the phone, it's not even just really looking over, but a lot of the times, um, abusers will demand to look at the phone and demand yeah. to look at the texts and the yeah. search histories and you know it's almost like a parent if you were a parent but you're not in a parent-child relationship no. you're in a relationship um yeah. and so you know with that there's just so many different things and she started this she realized that she Um, needed to start this so then you know if her daughter maybe had those things maybe had some type of like thing of not justifying these behaviors because I think a lot of the times when we get into a relationship obviously we're so happy to be in a relationship and we so badly want that to work out Um, regardless of any background that we have we so badly want things to work and there's a little fixer upper in us all no matter Mm -hmm. what even if You know, it's the best relationship at all. We always, always are wanting to just make it better. And we just want to make sure that they like us. And how can I make sure that they keep liking me? And I just, this needs to stay forever, forever. And we kind of forget Mm -hmm. that it's not the point of being in a relationship. It's the point of the, um, the benefits and the happiness and the growth that you receive from that relationship more than just having a boyfriend or just being with someone just to be with someone. Um, And so she started an escalate, um, excuse me, the escalation workshop. And so it was really great. She started it on a couple of different college campuses um, where she created a film and basically showed. It's a 45 minute film of the progressive stages of what exactly we're all talking about right now um, and more so how it escalated into what her daughter's relationship ended up to be yeah. and so she started that um, for college campuses however now it's even more modified they have online courses um especially with corona times um yeah. and so everyone you know you could take a um, escalation workshop if you want right now just so then you can better yourself as well um, but one of my goals that I was able to do back in the day was, um, really implement this at UH Hila at the college that I was going to. And even more so it's fabulous to see that there's other college campuses and now even high school campuses doing mm-hmm. this. And, um, furthermore, I just hope to continue to see this happening in late like the high school age, because this is really where it starts. And so, yeah, yeah,
0: absolutely. Um, and that's look is a super important topic we'll, we'll change change out of it just to lighten the mood a bit but obviously there's that um url scrolling below so i strongly suggest even if you're not going through a domestically violent relationship that you educate yourself because you i promise
1: heard. you i promise you and not to cut you off but you know statistically one in four women um mm. and one in ten men will experience domestic abuse in their lifetime and so i I will bet you a million dollars even though i don't have a million dollars that, I'll <stick> that. <laughs> anyone who is watching this either knows someone and if you may not know someone directly i know you know someone indirectly who has experienced yeah. this within their lifetime
0: yeah it really it really is a huge issue so and if you're not in america for anyone watching in australia or the uk or anywhere else then a google search uh, most countries that i know of do have um similar similar setups similar organizations and similar crisis helplines as well uh but gwyn if we go back um to the pageant for just a sec obviously you are a missify uh usa 2021 finalist do you have any goals for yourself in terms of how well you'd want to do i mean we've spoken a lot about the internal journey that you've been through so are your go- go- goals can't talk anymore are your goals more internal or do you have any specific like i want to make whatever it is.
1: I mean, I, I think it's fair. And I don't think it's selfish to say I would love to win. I would love the opportunity to compete at Miss yeah. USA. And, you know, I hope it doesn't sound too cocky, but ultimately I want to be Miss universe. I want to be the next Berkeley. Berkeley was a Miss Hawaii um, USA from Oahu who um, grace one Miss Hawaii or excuse me, one Miss Hawaii USA on her first time went to Miss USA, won it, <laughs> And one Miss Universe and her infamous answer, um, if you if you're a super pageant fan, is you know if you had one wish in the world, what would it be? And she said to eat anything and not gain any weight. Um, and it was such a classic answer of her personality and such a Hawaii girl yeah. thing to say. I argue, <laughs> um, but it was just so authentic and it was so genuine and it was just so beautiful. Um, mm-hmm. it, even though she was being silly and you know being herself it was beautiful because she was being herself and so it you know ultimately i would love to be the next berkeley i would love to be the next miss universe to bring back the crown to hawaii would be amazing and so of course i want to say yeah i want to win miss hawaii usa that would be the best goal but you know that being said this year i mean every year there's always we always say there's great contestants there's great there is amazing contestants this year you gotta realize these girls um are doing this you know myself included obviously because this has been a goal of um not just mine but i'm assuming others for quite some time and for me on myself i just know that despite the world Being where it's at, um, I am the most ready now. This is my time now. I'm ready to kind of come come out of my cocoon. It's taken a while, you know, with the pageant journey of just figuring out these different things of this is what I like. This is what I value. Little things of uh, modeling, a little thing of like, oh, this is how we actually eat, right? This is how we take care of our body. This is how Mm -hmm. we can talk to other people and, you know, I was able to compete in this Hawaii USA in 2014, um, when I was 18 and it was such a different thing. I think I like did a marathon across the stage because I was just so excited to be there. It wasn't a nervous thing. It was just, but now rather than it being exciting and just gotta go, just, you know, now I feel like I can finally have my breath and I'm ready to share my breath with others. And so, um, it's both externally and internally, but internally, this has just been a really, really fabulous way for me to kind of have that breath and being able to come full circle with myself and just putting forthright that I'm not having anything held back um, at all. The good, the bad and the ugly and the beautiful too. Um, and, you know, I just hope that I can share that with others and go from there. And hopefully, that would be great if I made top 10, (laughs) but you know, it's just, it's such a different way of doing a pageant this year too. It's going to be really exciting. Um, Miss Hawaii USA, they're doing it in a live broadcast um, way. And so it's been really great seeing how like other organizations have been doing it. Like um, uh, I think I was just watching like, what was Miss universe Canada or not? um, There's some Miss universe, something that just happened and, basically it was Canada. just a small yeah. Canada on oh, um, yeah. South Africa, South Africa as well. Yeah. Um, and you know, it's a small, they had their interviews. They were socially distant. They had everyone. We're going to be having everyone check into a hotel being properly tested before we are there. So everyone's safe, everyone's cleared. And then we're not allowed to leave the hotel. And so that's how right. we're doing it. I right. think it's a really amazing thing that the USA system is figuring out a way to, adapt to our um, ever-changing yeah. environment and to continue yeah. to provide these opportunities that i know for myself and a lot of young women um and young girls have dreamed about and want this and life keeps on going you know mm-hmm. there is no other time than, than now and that was part of the reason yeah. why i was really on the fence about doing it this year because um I, we, we talked a little bit before but i was mm-hmm. telling adrian um i just i'm not too sure because I, you know, I really love that stage. I love the energy from the audience and we're not going to have that audience this year. So I'm not too sure, but in retrospect, the audience that you feel or that energy that you feel will still be felt because it's that collective energy of people tuning in and watching um, on the live broadcast. And so it's just going to be a really interesting, but it's going to be a really fun and memorable way to doing it this year. And I'm just really looking forward to it
0: do you have any other ears to put on
1: yeah i was like saving the best for last
0: (laughs) we're gonna we're gonna move towards a close so i was just gonna (laughs) classic i love it
1: (laughs) you beat me to it dang it
0: oh Oh, this is really making making me wish i had had something more to go on I, i was having a look at my local um my local store to see what halloween stuff they had but it was just kind of all very very over the top and very scary and garish. I like yeah. prefer something cute like that. Yeah, so I don't cute.
1: I don't like the <laughs> scary scary stuff. I just I love Halloween. It's a really fun holiday for me. It's always it's one of the holidays that um my family has been able to really have the most fun in terms of like pumpkin carving and other things cuz other holidays have been a little bit more challenged with other things um but and ultimately i love playing dress up who doesn't love playing dress up you know um one of my best halloween memories before we get to (laughs) go before we depart i was in japan um and because of the international date line just how like you're a day ahead and i'm a day behind um my layover so in japan they love halloween or at least in tokyo (laughs) they absolutely love halloween i was there in october and every everywhere was halloween it was beautiful it was like the best thing ever i felt like i was in halloween town um like the hocus pocus movies or whatever Mm -hmm. um and so halloween comes and everyone's dressed up and it's awesome and you know so much fun and then the following day i had to leave and so um or not excuse me no it was the 30th everyone was celebrating and then the 31st so 31st i was leaving um but my layover was in guam and so it was halloween again
0: (laughs) Oh, you got block. two Halloweens. Right. And
1: everyone was dressed up in the airport and Blanc. <laughs> and so then, um, and then for whatever reason, I don't remember why the plane did this, but I had another labor I had to go back to the international date line <laughs> in Singapore. And in Singapore, it was Halloween again. <laughs> and then I went back to Hawaii, and it was Halloween <laughs> again. You, and you, I got to you... celebrate Halloween in Waikiki. So I basically had a Groundhog Halloween day Four times in, I don't know, forty-eight hours.
0: <laughs> that's a long, longest Halloween. I'm so confused. How did you go from Japan and wanted to go back to Hawaii, and you went through Singapore? That's not exactly. That's like no, down it, and away, and then back towards.
1: Um, it's called buying the cheapest flight possible.
0: <laughs> oh, okay.
1: Um, that's how I was able to go to Japan for. A round trip ticket of four hundred dollars from oh, um, damn. okay. Right. So yeah, I'll spend a ten hour layover in Guam and a you know, five hour layover.
0: Well, and you got forty eight hours of Halloween for <laughs> the deal, so yeah. it was it was a pretty sweet bargain. Um <laughs> Dear me. Um, Gwyn, just before we go to the final 10 questions, anyone that you want to give a shout out to or say thanks to for supporting yeah. you along your journey?
1: Oh, everyone, everyone. Oh my gosh, I have so many different people to thank. Obviously, my mom, my brother, um, my teacher is the person who introduced me to pageantry in the first place, Ms. McGregor. She was my French teacher, church teacher. And... Um, Ms. Diaz, my science teacher, <laughs> for just always encouraging to continue to speak up and just merely making that change. Um, and all of my pageant sisters, I have so many pageant sisters to shout out. Elizabeth, God, oh, my God, I'm going to have too many. To leave. My brain is going to fry. Now I'm getting a little anxious because I'm just, like, I don't
0: want to forget everyone. <laughs> say, just, I'll, I'll help but, you out here. You know. Just say an advice. You can just say you all know who you are. That way you don't leave anyone out because I know that it's a big problem just going, Oh my God, have I forgotten anyone? And then, you know, you thank everyone except your director or you thank everyone except your sponsor or you thank everyone except your best friend. I'm like, Oh my God. Your best friend, your
1: boyfriend. I mean, everyone just, I I have so many people to, um, to be thankful for. And I, you know, I often feel like I'm not saying thank you enough. And just to those who know, know that I love you and know that I'm just so, so ultimately thankful.
0: Yeah, you know, these spiders on your head. This, this right? So no, no, no most... I love you. <laughs> and the more excited you get, the more the spiders are going like, "This is." They're like they agree with you. It's like, "Yes, yes, we love you." Like that's oh, the best. Okay, um, let's go through to the final ten questions. So it's nothing to do with pageantry, and it's not a speed round. You can take your time. But first question is, what is your favorite word? Word. Mm-hmm.
1: Ooh, is that like the word you say the most or is it your favorite word to hear or is it your favorite word to could, say it could, it is it could your be favorite word of the definition
0: either there's one some people have given words. me some people have given me words because they like to say them because of the way they sound some people like the meanings some people mm-hmm. like saying it because it gets a weird reaction from people yeah no really there's unusual just, words
1: there's just too many words i mean that's like picking your favorite flower picking your favorite child and, um
0: yeah. So pick your favorite child.
1: Yeah. You just say, yeah. Um, I like the word tenacious. Tenacious.
0: I really... Yeah, it's... tenacious. <laughs> tenacious. I'm <just> a... <laughs> um,
1: I like how it sounds. I like how it visually looks. And mm. I love the meaning. It means to persevere and to withstand despite all odds. Um, and to just be the anchor in the, the rough of the sea, you know, in the storm um, to be as still as the eye of the hurricane. I feel like that's kind of what, when I hear the word tenacious, that's what I think of um, for that. And then I would guess I would also say like right now I've been noticing um, I'm attracting or I'm attracted to the word joy a lot. It's been quite interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been saying that. I mean, of course joy is a great word. It looks great. It means something. I feel like, You know, it's odd when I think of it, I just see and I feel yellow. Um, I feel like maybe others can relate to that. Um, But it's interesting because within like the last two months or so, I'll be at the store and for whatever reason, it'll be like joy, joy. And I know we're not in the joy season because we're not in Christmas yet. (laughs) Uh, But it'll be like the newspaper or different things. And so... I think right now those two big words, um, my favorite words are joy and tenacious. Yeah. Quite unusual. <laughs> oh,
0: it's a good combination. I like
1: it. I like it. I like the question. I like, what's your favorite word? Can we flip the flip the script real quick?
0: <laughs> You're interviewing me. I, I I don't know. For some, I've asked these questions so many times and to be completely honest, they're not mine. There was another interview show that that's finished with these same 10 questions every time. But the one I'm thinking at the moment is mellifluous, mm. actually, I've mind I've mind blanked a little bit and can't remember exactly what it means. I used to know, mm-hmm. but I, it's too early in the morning for me to remember what it means. I think it I think it means really really beautiful, in 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 some way. I'll have to look it up. But I was just whilst you were talking about because you said the way tenacious looks. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, actually I like I, I I know what you mean. I like the way ten, tenacious looks. And then for some reason mellifluous popped in my head. So yeah. Who knows? Uh, Next question: What is your least favorite word?
1: (laughs) Um, panties. I don't know. It (laughs) just—it's—it's. I don't know. Just say underwear. It's just—it is what it is. Or um, I don't know. I gosh, my least favorite word. You know, That's I know, I know. Already. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I know. There's some people that like. God, I hate hearing that word. And I know there there must be a word like that, but I just can't think of it at the top of my head. We
0: um, we were having this discussion mm, before, just talking about like how we use different words for the same things. Because mm-hmm. us us Australians, for example, call flip flops thongs, where obviously thongs means something quite different. But just What does, if I say the word pants to you, what does that mean?
1: Pants, like, pants, like, long, um...
0: Okay. Do you know what it means in the UK? (laughs) Do you know what pants means in the UK? No. no. Pants means underwear.
1: Oh, interesting.
0: Yeah. I didn't know that. I just, like, for example, if I say, oh, you know, I need to change, I'm not wearing any pants, or I'm going shopping for pants... And if I say that to my friends in the UK, they, they look at me very, very oddly. Mm-hmm. Um, I love these segues here with we're earless now. Anyway, okay, <laughs> that was the least favorite word. Question three in life, what gets you excited? What turns you on?
1: The sun, seeing the sun, just being out in the sun. I always feel like super re-energized. Um, kind of going back to the word joy, just I, I feel like I'm a very visual person. And so mm. if I can see something visually appealing, um, such as the sun and because it's so bright, it's so warm and it just feels so good to be in, it brings me joy, it makes it, it's like yeah. I can see the word joy under the sky. Um, and so with that, just being outdoors and just just doing what makes me happy and making and having other people do, um, also figuring out what it is that brings them joy and seeing them doing it brings me joy. Yeah. Um, you know, like, my, <laughs> I, I've been able to babysit this one little guy. He's so great. I adore him. He's this c- super cute little guy, loves to sing, cannot sing for the life of, I mean, he's adorable. God bless him. I also can't sing, so together we'll be singing, but he'll cut me off and say, Auntie, you need your tonsils taken out, because that's how I got better to sing, and you would be better at singing, too, and I'm like, yeah, 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 ouch. okay, ouch, you know, yeah, but it's the
0: tonsils that are the problem, you yeah. <laughs> know. Right,
1: okay. Cute, you know, but um what you know, with that being said, even though he's so off key, just he's having the time of his life and he's doing yeah. it and he's loving it, and he's you know, having he's having me wanting to help him with it. Um, to create these little songs, to create the little rhymes, the beats and so forth. And, you know, that's just one little tiny example, but it just goes into so many other areas too. And just to being able to see others succeed,
0: mm-hmm.
1: it, it's the greatest, to me, the greatest joy.
0: You, you demonstrated your ventriloquism talent before. I just I just want to ask, is <laughs> no. it more difficult to sing ventriloquism? Like, is that possible?
1: Um, well, so... For the talent, um, again, I wish I could sing. I, I wish I could be a pop star in perfect world. I'd be a super duper pop star, like this is that. be Like Lady Gaga, I love her. Please yeah. Lady Gaga if you're watching this. I don't know, it'd be really cool. Like, <laughs> I'll, I'll let her know, X, yeah, I'll, you know, her. I'll hook know. you up. Cool, the G the, you would know, be like Gaga okay. and G, I don't know. But anyways, um, I got too excited about Gaga just now. Really? <laughs>
0: Singing so and ventriloquism.
1: You. Um, I, thank you. Um, I was able to sing Akuna Matata um, <laughs> from The Lion King, and uh-huh. that that was my talent. So I, I did sing Akuna Matata, um, and granted, the way that I thought it was going to be was well, it's a kind of a talk song, so to speak, so I could probably get away with it. And come the final night, and I hope I'm not bragging right now, but. I don't know what happened. I don't know if it was the stage lights looking in my eyes, if it was just the adrenaline of being there with my friend Gloria and us just having the time of our life. Um, but somehow we actually were able to hit some really cool notes and it sounded really good. <laughs> it's not something that's too horribly embarrassing to rewatch over and over again. Um, so, yeah, you can't. It is... A little difficult but it's also um you know when you you, when you're doing ventriloquism you're not speaking with your tongue or you're not speaking with this you're speaking with your voice box more so and you're just figuring out um that tongue movement and so if you can talk of course you can sing a tune because you're just going with it all the way right it's just super easy and that's that and so (laughs) it is what it is right
0: but uh, I, I used to say that my favorite talent was people who can do accents or impressions. But now I'm feeling that ventriloquism is going to be added to that list.
1: Because... I mean, it kind of goes all hand in hand, right? I wish she I could does. do accents better. That's the that's where the challenge comes in when you try to do an accent without... Because a lot of accents, I feel, like come with our... Um,
0: It's very specific if you watch accent coaches and they'll talk about where it comes from in the mouth and the way the tongue needs to move and certain syllables up, down. It's actually very, very in-depth. It's fascinating. Mm -hmm. I love people who can do a good impression. That's like the best, that's the funniest thing for me. Oh,
1: it's so good. I'm really good Uh, at bad impressions too.
0: (laughs) Me too, me too. I can, I'm really good at doing it badly. I'm not so good at doing it well. Uh, That's the issue. Next question. That was question three was what turns you on. So question four, what turns you off?
1: Um, rudeness. Just plain rudeness, disrespect. Um, with that, I mean, like, we all have bad days. We all, you know, can have a little cramminess and stuff. And it is what it is. We don't always have to have a happy face. We don't always have to be so everything's great. Da, 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 da. But what I cannot absolutely stand is if you're having a bad day and then mm-hmm. you put that on another person, um, you, take it out like on someone else. you know, you take it out. Yeah, exactly. You're taking it out on someone else, especially when it's something as innocent as like the grocery clerk or um, yeah. your Uber yeah. driver. I mean, I understand you're frustrated and you know, I know I'm guilty of this and I'm always working on myself. So by all means, mm-hmm. this is not, I'm not coming from a place. <laughs> I've learned this and I'm still learning this and, I still have my moments, but, um, you know, it's just not being rude to the grocery clerk, not just being short tempered and not being snarky and, you know, so forth, um, for no apparent reason. That's one of the biggest, biggest, biggest turnoff. Um, and that kind of carries into other areas too, but yeah, right uh, off the bat. Yeah. Sure. Okay.
0: A taste. <laughs> Question five. What sound or noise do you love?
1: I love listening to music. I know that's not what you're asking, but I love that's okay. music. Um, I have to listen to music all the time. Um, so anything with a good rhythm, anything with a good beat. Um, I feel like I can I like because I listen to so much music, sometimes I can hear the beat within myself. And so like It's just, you know, something that's that's tapping that I'm already hearing. Like, you know, that's just, I I feel like I hear it always. I always hear music in my head. I always hear the rhythm in something. And so, favorite noise? These are such great questions. I love it.
0: Um, Music is a perfectly acceptable answer. I will say, I was going to guess, I was guessing in my head that your answer would be the ocean.
1: I do like the ocean. It's funny, like... It, it, it i do like the ocean it does regenerate me but it's not like something that i necessarily I'm like i have to listen to the ocean but i do have to see the ocean i'm much mm. it's it's that it's yeah. i feel like i'm a really i mean i know everyone is blended learners and so forth right but i feel like i really really am the epitome of a 50 50 visual audio person because something yeah like yeah. the ocean seeing the ocean makes me a lot more relaxed and a lot more re-energized yeah. and like Think for your um, seeing the movement, seeing the foam, seeing the different colors, mm-hmm. and you know the creatures and the wind and the whole the whole entourage of it. Versus hearing it, I don't have that same feeling, and so that's that's mm-hmm. interesting. That a lot of you have know, such great questions, and I'm like, oh, interesting. They're not mine.
0: <laughs> Remember, don't don't give me credit for them. <laughs> I completely stole them from somebody else. Okay, it's a the credit goes to some French guy from a long, long, long time ago. So. I don't even think he's alive anymore, but
1: you know, it's not a noise, but I think I picked this up for my great grandma. Um and as I babysit and hang out with people, hang out um, I know I didn't realize that I say oofta a lot. <laughs>
0: what does that mean? I don't, don't know what it's just a sound.
1: It's just oh. a sound, that's what I mean. I don't even know what it means. Um it's just Can you oof-da. please
0: use it in a sentence?
1: Um, wow, the groceries were really hard to carry in, oof, <laughs> Or, like, no. I don't know, like, it'll just be something that I'm doing, like, like, I'll stub my toe, or, like, oh, I'll be, yeah. like, I don't, I don't know, I'll be, like, cleaning something, and, like, like, I'll be cleaning something, and I'll bend over, and I'll be, like, oof, <laughs> Or, like, I don't know. I'm picking, picking oh
0: God, it's...
1: Putting stuff away oof-da. <laughs> It's not as dramatic as I'm making it seem. It's just something that I say a lot Since you said sound or noise And now I'm thinking yeah. well, I don't necessarily know if I like it But it's just something that I do say <laughs> Without even realising it So oof-da. That
0: is, That's definitely Original answer I have not heard that answer to that question before So you, you can have that one uh next question is what sound or noise do you hate?
1: Mm. Um. <laughs> You're asking the sleep tech <laughs> who sleeps during the day <laughs> what sound she doesn't like. Um I can't wait. Yeah, just oh gosh, everything. Um <laughs> <laughs> construction noises, uh, especially constri- I think construction noises, the drilling, the drilling's the worst because it's, ee- yeah. ee- it's the high pitch. Um, mm. I, I already have a little high pitch in ear already. So anything that amplifies that is really bad. The, ee- you know, kind of noise. Mm-hmm. Um, but construction is the worst because, you know, unlike a dog or a baby where if they're crying or barking or whatever. They're usually doing it for a reason. And if you can figure out that reason, then it stops.
0: Stop it. Yeah. The
1: contraction, it just keeps going and it keeps going. And after working all night, watching other people sleep, and you're wanting to sleep. Oh, and the other thing, too, is being so sensitive to the heat and the humidity. Um, You hear those and then, and it just the whole scene of it. And then it gets hot. And then you just wake up and it's 11 o'clock. And and you've only slept for two hours, <laughs> three hours maybe, and you're just listening to this beautiful orchestra as you try to <laughs> go to sleep. I so. love.
0: Like, I like how you're giving that answer, and your face is smiling, but your eyes are screaming like you want to kill somebody. <laughs> it's it's hilarious. Your eyes are just like <laughs> like
1: this. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs>
0: okay it, it <laughs> makes it makes a lot of sense let's uh let's move on so we don't make you angry question seven actually i think it's the one that you mentioned before if you could have any one superpower what would you pick and why
1: mm. Ooh. i think i would stop time it would be like you know it's like like like, Doctor Strange. Um, mm-hmm. I know it's not exactly time-stopping, but it's, like, kind of magic, kind of stopping. Um, or, you know what? To make it simple, I'll be a witch. I know it's not exactly a superhero, super magic, but um, I always thought Hogwarts just never sent my letter. Maybe it got lost in um,
0: the in ocean. In the mail. In the owl. In
1: the the owl. Owl never crossed yep. the Pacific. I don't know. Um, because yeah, I would love to be a witch and just like kind of have all of the powers in the sense of like, mm-hmm. oh, my room clean, <laughs> done. Oh, have a one. But you know, with every, I mean, obviously we've watched witchy movies and it's Halloween. So that's why I'm thinking about it. Um, magic doesn't solve all your problems, just like the superpowers don't. And so even though it's really cool to like levitate stuff or to stop time or, to have these different things it just is really a way to enhance and so i'd be a witch
0: <laughs> even if it doesn't solve all the problems it, it would still make it more fun
1: it'd make it more I... fun yeah why not and if i could stop time it, it would be i mean i always think I, I get way too into those like time movies where i'm like well if they stop that and this would happen and da-da-da-da-da.
0: oh don't know don't the science that. of time travel, <laughs>
1: That. <laughs> ignoring that it'd be so great i could stop time i could do everything that i want to do and then continue doing it and then i could stop time and do everything i want to do and like just continue. okay
0: to do hang on hang on time. okay so so here's the most important question i've ever asked anyone if that was your power your superpower to stop time you know how all the heroes have to have some way of you know activating their power so dr strange he has you know all, all yeah. these things so how would you stop time what would your thing be are you going to be like a scarlet witch are you going to be a doctor strange are you going to be like a like dr x who's like professor x he's like thinking what would <laughs> yeah, like how would you activate your power
1: <laughs> um mm, i like to like i like having like the little amulet thing that's kind of cool of, like oh you have to find it and da-da-da-da. but honestly i'm kind of chilling right now maybe it's just because i'm in a silly mood but like i would just say "Bibby boppy boop and like, that's that um. why not <laughs> it's easy to remember if I'm in a really stressful situation and there's like a dinosaur coming after me and like it's like the um, I don't know if Australia has it in America we have these um, commercials where it's like the ca- car insurance where it's like something disastrous is happening and then the insurance agent goes in and then it beeps or yeah. pops you out oh, yeah. um, it'd be something similar to like that so like a Jurassic Park scene like ah the dinosaur is coming after me and then I'm like boop boppy boop
0: for Flash a second, I thought so you were going to say, I don't know whether Australia has dinosaurs. I'm like, no, we don't have dinosaurs.
1: <laughs> no, I'm not that blonde. Thank you.
0: Jeez. <laughs> your bippity boppity boop. I mean, have you? did you see that? Because that was a thing on TikTok, wasn't it? When people would change, jump up and they would change their clothes. And there was this song that always ended up with bippity boppity. And right on the boop, they would jump up and then change their outfit. You should see that then. So they, like they've that. stolen your superpower. When
1: you said- when you said the boop, it froze you and like you really like, oh, oh. <laughs> but oh, yeah, Jesus I'm not, I'm not too, most... I like Instagram. I'm not too big on TikTok, but I, I like Instagram. So
0: no, don't, don't get, believe me. If you're not into it, stay away from it because it is the biggest time suck you'll ever have. I've spent about 20 years of my life on TikTok already. But, so, so what you're saying is yeah. I could
1: stop time with it theoretically. So it kind of is a super power. Yes. Oh. Anyways. <laughs> I, I,
0: I love the nerdiness that's coming in. I mean, anyone who's gonna talk even mention potentially the science behind time travel, that is a long conversation to have believe me. You can wind yourself up in so many let, let, let's move on before we begin that discussion. All it. right, so question eight. If you could have if you could try any occupation other than your own, Ooh. what would you most like to attempt?
1: Ooh. Um a, um, ooh, 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 oh, gosh, there's, like, so many different things.
0: We're going thing. to
1: put, like, one thing.
0: Oh, my gosh. This is good practice for pageant. You have to uh, they ask for I one know. thing. You have to give one thing. You can't go, well, I'm just going to give you ten. Like, no, no,
1: one thing. Um, I would be
0: an um, astronaut. I'd be an astronaut.
1: I, w- I would want to float in space and I'd want to see – what earth looks like yeah That'd you know cool. what's really
0: unusual about that answer you would think i would have heard it before i've actually never heard that answer before. i mean I you're saying pilot,
1: you're saying i don't have to go astronaut. to school or like anything it's just like poof you're an astronaut yeah. like yeah so yeah, yeah, yeah. no schooling no nothing no debt I'd be an astronaut i don't have to learn the math of it i can just be the astronaut and like they're like um i've been watching gosh, I forget the, the show on netflix but they have like a botanist and i could just be like the botanist on board you know like <laughs> i don't know how to do any of the engineering stuff but give no, me my plans no, yeah i'll be an astrobotanist that'd be that'd be a really cool job i'd like that yeah That's, that'd
0: be fun i like the sound and of that.
1: in space with all my plans that'd be that'd be so fun
0: <laughs> okay uh question nine what job would you definitely not like to attempt
1: I don't want to be a sewage um,
0: maintenance person. Oh, now that one I've heard, that is the most common answer to that question. <laughs> oh, For some reason, pageant girls just don't want to work in sewage. Wonder why.
1: It does provide a lot of great benefits and a lot of great job security. And God oh, bless uh, do do it. And so yeah, you. Oh, <laughs> I know. Absolutely.
0: I get it. I get you. We all love them, but no one wants to be them. Well, none of you guys want to be them. So I get it. Do you know what fatbergs are? What? Fatbergs.
1: Fat-birds?
0: As in like icebergs, but fatbergs. No. Okay, let's move on. Um, Final question. (laughs) (laughs) I'll tell you later, it's really disgusting. (laughs) Final question. If heaven exists, Uh what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates?
1: Made it to the right place. <laughs> um, don't, or I, don't, hmm. I think ultimately what I would want them to say is that you're loved and you're worthy, and that everything that you've done on this planet during your lifetime was, you know, something for a greater, for a greater good. And it was something that helped make and help continue the world, the universe, the earth, whatever you want to say, continue to be a better place and you made it to the right place.
0: Not not that you you have to go down, you've made it to the right place. So got that. All right, well, Guinevere, that's that's about it. Thank you so much for your time. No, talk. thank you. Um, and obviously, as I said, the the One Love Foundation is scrolling below for people who may be going through domestic violence or you just want to educate yourself. Um, Gwen, I'll keep you on the line for just a sec whilst I hang up with the audience, but thanks to everyone for watching. Thank um, you, guys. Whether it's live or on the replay, and we will speak to you next time hey it's adrian again hope you enjoyed this episode remember to head up to pageantlaunch.com to join the launch team for our pageant review site all you have to do is enter your email address it's completely free and if you enjoyed this episode make sure to share it with your friends and follow us on all our socials thanks and see you next time